0: Hi everyone, uh, you may be familiar, but if you're younger than me then you may not with, with, a, with an old hymn, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. And it's a, a hymn that was written by Martin Luther about 500 years ago. And it's based on, on Psalm 46, that the psalm that we're gonna uh, look at today. And, uh, and it said that, that Luther, who, who was, was to go on trial in, in Worms in Germany, um, it said that as he and his companions walked in to, to the city of Worms, they were singing a mighty fortress is our God. And I don't know if you can imagine what that was like. We, you know, we, we maybe don't recognize the power that the Catholic Church had, not just religiously, but also uh, politically and had a real hold on people. And Luther, defending salvation by faith alone, uh, stood trial in Worms. And then an edict was put out and, uh, and eventually he was arrested and put in prison and so on. But for many of us, we've not faced anything quite like that. There may be some of us who have, have have been put on trial for for things that we believe. There may be some of us who have had situations like that where where we're desperate. But the the history of the of, of Psalm forty six perhaps goes back even further. We don't know for sure, but many theologians think that 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 Psalm forty six was was maybe written by Isaiah, or or by another prophet, and really relaying uh, or or uh, kind of giving the picture of what it was like for, Jeho- for King Jehoshaphat when Jerusalem was surrounded. And you read in First Chronicles that whole account of, of, of the Moabites and the Amorites uh, um, surrounding Jerusalem, that the, the um, Jehoshaphat and, and the rest of the, those of Jerusalem are, are there and they're desperate. You know, they're surrounded by this vast army and there seems to be no way out. And, and I love the way in which, uh, um, when, when the news comes to Jehoshaphat in, in First Chronicles chapter 20, it says this. It said, some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already at Harazon Tem- Temor, uh, that is the Engedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. So just one word, alarmed. He was alarmed that the, the, the city's besieged, and, and he's alarmed, but he resolves to inquire of the Lord. And that's what he does. In front of all the people, he stands up in Jerusalem and, and he prays to God. He says, he, he says oh God, our, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? And he basically he, he praises God, and then at the end he says this, or towards the end, he says, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Isn't that beautiful? You know, you're surrounded, you're besieged. And I can't help but think of that, what that must be like for, um, for, for those in Ukraine at the moment. Um, you know, every day you read news reports of, of civilians who are trapped in a, in a steel factory or in a, in a nuclear power station or cities just being bombed to smithereens. You know, for, for, for most of us, we, we've not experienced anything like that, of, of, of real danger, of imminent danger of bombs and so on. I can remember my mum speaking, she was she was a nurse in Belfast during World War II, and I remember her speaking of the, the bombs coming down, and, and they would listen, they could hear the bombs coming, and, and then the, the blasts, just wondering if that bomb was going to land on them. And it did actually blow up part of the hospital that she was in. But we haven't experienced that. For most of us, we, we have not experienced that. But I, I, I don't underestimate what many of us have experienced, because we have experienced similarities, but perhaps not on a on a on a war scale like that but but you know we have challenges on our own lives don't we where where there seems to be no way out where where we're desperate where we have you know it, it it can be family issues it can be finance it can be health and and they can all be seemingly insurmountable where really we don't know what to do a bit, a bit like a vast army it can be it can come in lots of different ways so let let me just read this these chapters or this chapter to you in these three divided into three Kind of wonderful sections and at the end of each section this word "sela," which means pause reflect and think upon so i'll read these to you and and i want you to imagine perhaps you know that you're in ukraine that you're jehoshaphat and you're surrounded by a vast army so let me read this first bit to you god is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble therefore we will not fear though the earth give way And the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. Cella. So pause and reflect. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Isn't that beautiful how we have a, a theme that runs right through all three sections of this and that's very much God is with us. And that's as true today as it was back then, seven, 700 years BC or whenever that was. It's as true today as it was 500 years ago for Martin Luther as he, marched in to, to face the music in, in in Worms. God is is with us. The Lord Almighty is with, it, with us. Um, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Isn't that reassuring that he's ever-present? Not just sometimes present, not just occasionally present, not just present for Luther or Jehoshaphat and the inhabitants of, of Jerusalem, but he is ever-present for us. And And I don't know your circumstance of, of your life. I don't know where you are right now, but perhaps you need that encouragement today to know he is with you. Maybe, maybe you feel like the, the mountains are falling into the heart of the sea. Maybe you feel like the, the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Maybe, maybe it's, 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 an, it's not a mountain, but it feels like a mountain. Maybe it's not a surge, but, but it, it feels that way. And you feel alone, you feel desperate, and, and really you don't know what to do. Maybe the reminder today is, is that he is with us, he's ever present and and just like Jehoshaphat, we don't know what to do but our eyes are on you. So my encouragement today would be that you you cast your eyes on him. I, I know these things draw our attention, don't they? they the, the mountain about to quake, we can't help but look at it but, but, but let's look to him. I, I love the idea here of, of verse 10 where it says, be still and know that I am God. And this verse was very special to, to me and Laurie for, for, for a particular period of time where we were going through transition as far as where we lived and where we served and, and what we did. And, and we really didn't know what the next step was. And, and, and we had this verse actually on, a, on the wall of our bathroom, be still and know that I am God. And, and, and I always read that. I read it to, to, to be like, uh, be still and, and allow me to be God. I'm a bit of a control freak. I like to fix things. I, I like to make things good. I like everything to be easy and helpful. But sometimes circumstance and situations in life, we, we have no choice but just to be still and let God be God. And I think that's the, the heart of the psalm is that I'm with you and, and just be still and let me be God. If you, if you get time, read 1 um, Chronicles chapter 20. Read that account of of the Israelites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem being surrounded, the desperation of, of we, we, we don't know what to do. What, what can we do with this vast army that's attacking us? Our eyes are on you. And it's an incredible miracle as the, as the inhabitants really just praise God. They went, they went out before the army and God did his work. He, he, he was allowed to be God. And I wonder if, if we need to allow him, the one who's ever present, to be God in our lives. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for these encouraging words, um, the, the reminder that you are with us, and uh, no matter what the circumstance, no how, to, how big the mountain that seems to be caving in, no, no matter how great the ocean around us, thank you that you are ever present. You are our refuge, you are our fortress, and you are our strength. Just as you were for Martin Luther and for Jehoshaphat and the, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, you're just the same for us today. Thank you that we can, we can trust these words, we can believe these words and, and we can know in our hearts that you are with us. In your name, amen.